Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction, Thessalonians. We are in part 7 of 1 Thessalonians, and the title of this is Inspire Faith. And we have been going through, the very first thing that we kind of went through was uh, witnessing the gospel message with the power with power, and the power is the character of God, which is being developed. It's the fruit of the Spirit that's within us. And then, along with that witnessing, along with that character, and along with sharing, is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the computer of the world, means he destroys arguments, he proves wrong, he points out, uh, points out errors. He's the one that actually does the heavy lifting when it comes to any kind of, um, if a person wants to debate or argue. I was talking with a friend, uh, friend of mine the other day, and he, uh, he, he basically told me that he spent like hours talking to this one guy, but he discovered that this guy, all he wanted to do was just argue. That's all he wanted to do was just argue. It wasn't about wanting to be, you know, like um, to learn or to or to uh, become encouraged or whatever. It was just an argument. And it's at that point in time where it's kind of like I, I've never seen one. I've never seen anybody being argued into into a relationship with God. That's one. And two, it's not our job to point out where a person's errors are. That's not our job. Our job is to live, and if we're presented, is this right? If we're asked, we can say, no, it's not right, because this is what the Scripture says. This is what God says. This is what um, is there. And you can say it, but it's not your job, and it's not our job to actually make sure that people, you know, like, learn or understand that. That's We can't do that. If a person chooses to be or think the way they choose to think, that is between them and the Holy Spirit, who points out the fact that they're wrong. The next in the witnessing uh, the gospel message was grace. Uh, and that grace is that uh, the divine influence upon our heart and its reflection in our lives. It's our outside appearance. It is the assurance of salvation through our character as, we, as we're walking through. So these are the things that we first dealt with uh, in delivering the gospel message. Then the next thing we went through is allowing the effect of what God has done in our life to have an effect upon us. And the definition, if you look in the 1828 dictionary definition of effect, effect is to look on something that is not natural for me to do and to model my life after that. 
something not natural. It's not natural for me to say love to love my enemies, but yet that's exactly what God is developing in me. It's not natural for me to forgive, but yet God is wanting me to forgive. So to allow the effect, the experiences of what God has walked us through to have an effect upon our lives. The, uh, the next one that we found is that truth is substance. It is not vanity. It is not vain. It's not nothing. Truth is the substance. Truth is the, is the meaning of life. And last Sunday we went through identity is found in wrestling with character. And actually what, I'm, what is in, in there is your identity is found wrestling with the struggles that are that are you're going through that while your character is being developed within you. Okay, it's that character that's being developed within you. You going through issues, having problems, and and walking through those things, that's a part of life. The only true failure is giving up. And we're going to be going through that a little bit more today. But your identity, who you are in Christ, is found in that wrestling, is found in that striving for, it is found in that in that area of really getting to know that relationship. And that development of that character being found in Christ, thus faith, thus that faith, that trust, that belief, there's always that battle between whether or not I'm trusting myself or whether or not I'm trusting God. And it's that, it's that battle that goes on. So it is shocking to me how many times I actually trust my own reasoning rather than go to God and trust his reasoning. It, it's, that, it's that constant battle. <clears throat> and that brings us back into the reason why Timothy was sent back, and which brings us into... 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, looking at verses 1 through 5. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, Therefore, when we could no longer endure it, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith that no one should be shaken by these afflictions for you, for you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. For, in fact, we told you before when we were with you that we would suffer tribulation just as it happened, and you know. For this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter had tempted you and our labor might be in vain. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful time going through your word and learning more about you and worshiping and fellowshipping with one another. Be with those that cannot be with us um, today. Father, I pray that you may touch and they may protect and, and, um, and just walk through. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses uh, 1 through 5, talking about Timothy going back. And there's three things that I would li like to actually bring out of that. And that is, uh, one is faith, not shaken, and labor in vain, because those are the things. And, and basically what they point out is establish and encourage for faith, and that we are appointed to stand and not be shaken, and 
the tempter tempting, meaning that their labor was in vain. So in the very first one, establish and encourage the faith. Okay, so in this, by the way, if you're looking for this, it's in verse 2 of chapter 3. And send Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith. And establish is, um, the Greek word up there is sterizo, um, to turn resolutely in a certain direction. The dictionary definition of this puts it like this, to set and fix firmly or is unalterable in things, such as to the extent of God setting a covenant, that is how unalterable it is. When God sets a covenant, it is unchangeable. And so to establish someone in the faith. So, so Timothy doing that. And then the very next one, to break it down, encourage, meaning to beseech, um, to comfort, you know, be a good comfort. The dictionary definition is to inspire with courage, spirit, or strength of mind. To inspire or encourage with strength of spirit or mind. To inspire. So both to establish, to encourage faith. Faith is the moral conviction of the truthfulness of God. It is reliance upon Christ for salvation and fidelity. You're like, Greg, not all those things are up there. That is correct. So hopefully you're listening and reading at the same time. Fidelity is, if you didn't know what fidelity is, fidelity is faithfulness to that belief. Christ is pure truth. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he is pure truth. I believe he is the way, the truth, and the life. I believe he is the resurrection and the life. I believe that no man can come to the Father but through the Son. Where is my faith? That is my belief. It is that trust in the fact that this is who Christ is. It is my reliance that I put upon him. So being turned unalterably... And inspired in that faith, we are appointed to stand, not shaken. Okay? If you're looking for the verse that this references, that no one, in verse 3, that no one should be shaken by these afflictions, for you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. And that we, as a, in a general term, not just them, is that we, as believers, it's almost like along those lines of when you come to know Jesus, we are appointed to this, to deal with this. This is something that we meet head on. This is something that we do not shirk from. We do not, we do not avoid. We meet it head on. We are appointed to this. And if you are a believer in Christ, you need to be aware that there are going to be tribulations. There are going to be struggles. There are, we um, are set for this. This is something that is, that is there. And in Luke 22, 
31 through 34, it goes through this. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. It's like we have this certain perception of, of who we are. Also, we have a certain perception of what failure is. I want you to notice something, is that when you return to me, it was setting a future time of basically saying, yes, you that that you are going to be sifted. You're going to go through this. You're going to be shaken. You're going to be, you're going to go through these things. When you are done, when you come back, strengthen the brother. It's like, I already know this is going to happen. Turns out I have the grace to be able to cover it. I have the mercy to be able to walk you through it. And when you turn back, when you come back, strengthen the brother. Oh, but I'm ready now, Lord. Whatever you want to send at me, I'm ready now. Oh, no, 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 no. There's something you need to walk through first. But see, we would see Peter, and we would say, well, Peter denied Christ three times. So, I mean, that right there. And we, what we see with our eyes is basically like, well, that person's, that, 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 uh, person's faith has, has ceased. No, it hasn't. You see a person going through struggles of life. It's not a finger-pointing time. It is an encouraging time. It's not a, oh my word, I can't believe that they did that kind of time. It's a, man, they, prayer time, encouragement time, where can I best it, support time, where can I inspire the faith of that person time. That's the Greek word that Jesus uses, that your faith, that your faith should not fail. True failure is found in not trying. The failure is not in the event that happened. It's when you stop asking for forgiveness. It's when you stop going to God. It's when you stop struggling. It's when you stop that. That's where the true failure is. But when you go to God and you walk with him and you allow him to walk you through it and whatever, are you going to get better? Yes, you are. You got to keep on keeping on. You got to keep on, keep on um, at it, keep pursuing. The very next one, to go through the tempter tempted so and this is in in verse 5 back in in first Thessalonians for this reason um, when I could no longer endure it I sent to know your faith lest by some means the tempter had tempted you and our labor might be in vain it's rather intriguing to me that actually it's the, the same Greek word uh, is used for both tempter and tempted. Uh, if you look it up, it's it's both the same thing. It's basically prezo, 
prezo, if you look it up in Greek. And so it's the context, once again, that actually really truly lends it. It's, it's where we get that. Uh, because prezo means to endeavor, to scrutinize, to entice. We're going to be going into that word here in a little bit. Discipline, examine, go about, prove. Tempt and tempter is built into that same exact word, which is which is the reason. And so that was the very first thing I wanted to bring out of that one. And the second thing I wanted to bring out, this does not come from God. Temptation does not come from God. And um, that is found in James chapter 1. Verses 12 through 15, James, 12, James chapter 1, verses 12 through 15. And it says this, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. That's the word up there. Then when desire has, has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it is full grown brings forth death. And enticed, down here, Enticed actually means to basically to bait, to be baited, and to be caught. So when you are drawn away by the temptation, when you're drawn away and enticed, which means that you are caught. And that's what that that's what that whole entire that's what you know, so that the tempter would have tempted, which means that they were caught up in the desires of their flesh, the desires of what they wanted instead of the desires of what God wants. Remember that prayer? We pray um, unceasingly that you would be, this is in the book of Colossians, but that you would be filled with all the desire, of, with all of God's desire, with all knowledge and with all wisdom, that you may walk worthy of the path, that you may be steadfast, grounded and rooted in the word of God. That kind of thing is basically what so when he could not endure it anymore, he sent Timothy. Because he, it's like he did not want, in the very next thing, that their labor would be in vain. And so if we break down, and I'm just listing all this out, if we break down what Paul is basically trying to say here, we have Paul, a bondservant of God, laboring for people not to know him, not to know his way, but that they may know Jesus and that they may know the way of following after Jesus and understanding that God draws and he confirms within our hearts via the Spirit of God that witnesses to our spirit that we are children of God. That truth is the substance. And who's the truth? It is Jesus, the Christ, the, Christ, the Messiah. And so, and if truth is the substance... Vain and vanity is would be lack of substance. It is where nothing is there. There's nothing firm. There's nothing concrete. So Timothy being sent over there to encourage and to establish their faith, to inspire that mindset to inspire their thinking, to inspire their, their faith when it comes to things in their life.
to inspire that moral conviction about God's truth. That when faced with temptation, instead of being caught, instead of being enticed, that their faith would stand. Because it's the faith. You know, it's like, well, Greg, I, 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 I have this thing in my life. I understand that and I get that. The biggest thing in your life is always going to have a hold on you because you're looking at that thing and you're saying, I want that thing to be gone. That thing needs to be gone. That thing needs to be gone. Well, what are you concentrating on? You're concentrating on the thing instead of actually the one that can fix it. You need to focus on the one that can actually fix it. And Paul's like, when I couldn't endure it anymore, I, I needed to know. I needed to know that your faith, I needed to know that your faith was not based in yourself, that you were not basing your trust in yourself, but that you were basing your faith in Christ. Because that's where my faith is. My faith is not, if I were to count on myself, I can count myself to do one thing and one thing very, very well. I can do this, be an epic failure when it comes to life. And any decisions, I can count myself that very quickly and 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 uh, and categorically stated. But my trust in Christ knows that one, I am not garbage. That God created me for a purpose. That my identity is found in Him. That who I am is who God is making me to be. And anytime I have a problem with, with things, normally it means that I'm listening to myself more than I'm listening to God. And the way for me to get back into that is to confess that and get into that right relationship with God and allow him to continue that work. Where is my faith based upon? And then once I have that, where I will stand the question comes to me and maybe to you. Am I living a life that inspires faith in others? Am I focused on the person or am I focused on their relationship with God? That their faith may stand. The things... If you, if, you if you go to God the Father and you confess your sins, the Bible says that, that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So that's not a problem. The problem is, is that where is your faith based? That your faith may stand. That your faith may stand. And are you growing faith by following after the truth? Because the only way to actually do that is to find truth. And the only way to find truth is to be led by truth. And we know that the Holy Spirit, the confuter of the world, is the one who leads us into all truth. For he, whatever he says, whatever the Holy Spirit gives, is, comes from, from Jesus. And because whatever Jesus gets comes from the Father. And so if we abide in him, if we are led in all truth, if we are listening, then we have substance. And that's where our identity is found. So my encouragement for you today, my encouragement, 
is to allow your faith to inspire the faith in others. And how you do that is just by simply being your relationship as a follower of Christ, being real. Are you going to have real problems? Yeah, you're going to have real problems. You're going to have real issues. You're going you're gonna to do things out there. But guess what? When you come back, strengthen the brethren. Because when you go through your issues and you walk through the issues and you get through those things that God is walking you through and as you walk through, then you're building that kind of character that feeds into others and inspires others. Because how they cast out? By the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So next week we're going to find out what Timothy found when he actually went there. His, his answer to Paul and to that question, we're going to find out next week in part eight. So let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day, that you may bless us and keep us. Be with those that couldn't make it today, Father, and I pray that you may heal, that you may touch the unspoken requests out there, Father. Um, I know there's several that are not feeling well today, and I pray that you may touch and that you may heal. And, uh, Father, I pray that you may just um, encourage us and walk with us. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.